on the set. Right on the set. Be quiet. We got a we got a business to run here. Okay, just kidding. TK's not ready. Doesn't matter. TK's not ready. Better be ready. Better be ready on time, buddy. Better be ready. Running out of time here. It's okay. Take your time. I know you're busy. You got lots going on. You know, being a realtor and all. Can you hear me? TK. What How day is today? Fun? I don't even know where I am. Live from Toronto, right. the Canadian real estate show oh tk it's chris level it's so chris we're gonna have to re-record the entire other program. Two years, yeah. Well, and the, you want to redo the two years? That'd be cool. You want to start from scratch, like mm -hmm. right now? Yeah, let's do a new channel just to see how fast we can grow to the amount of subscribers that we have already. That would be a fantastic idea. I think it's a horrible idea. I think we should do that. That's horrible. I feel, I feel like I'm doing it on my channel. I feel like I'm. You're doing swimming, really well. The swimming Frank uphill, Report. baby. Check it out, people. The Frankfort Report. Check it out. You're getting Lots of live fun. information faster than you would get it in any other medium. It's true, right? Right from the streets of Toronto. Right from the streets. Come on. Yeah. If you want to know what's happening, tune into the Frankfurt Report it's every an, other day. It's an it's ensemblage of of superpowers that mm. are uniting mm. to help you. Yeah. As the a consumer. real estate consumer. Making better decisions with your money. We have such a great lineup of guests for the next two months, three oh months, God. all the months, all the months. TK. Yeah. It was just all really hard to find guests, I think in the summertime. Right. So if you saw a guest in the summertime, you were like, why did they have that person on the show? Well, just understand that great guests like to have their summers off. Ah, but we did have some great, we have some really summer. great guests in the summer too. So they were <laughs> I'm just amazing. Saying, not all great guests want to have summers off. But not all we had a few guests. where we're like, hey, chill, don't don't message me anymore. You've already emailed me four or five times about your show. And I've never you know, heard of it before. Fall. Yeah, never stop heard bugging of the show before. Stop bugging me. When you have a following, give us a call. Yeah. How did you know where I live? I was getting that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hey, listen, <laughs> the Internet's powerful. Uh, right? Yeah. TK. I feel like it's a special day today, even though it's a special day today. It's a special day on a lot of fronts today. Take it. It's a special day in a Take good way. Take it. <laughs> is today Sunday or is today Wednesday? It is like what day is today? Because that's Wednesday. For me to play along here, uh, I need to know what day it actually is. Where am I? Yeah. What is so, going on? It's a big day for, for many reasons. TK. Guess what yep. just happened? What? Oh, how are we doing this? Are we pretending it's Sunday? TK, I can't believe what happened on Wednesday. What happened, Daryl? Oh, my God. So I got a phone call from Tiff, and he was like, Daryl, we don't know what to do. We're, we're really torn between 75 and 100 basis points today. Like, mm. we need your help. What and I was like, Daryl? I was like, I really, really think you should lower rates today by two and a half percent. But 
He told me where to go and he raised them 75 points. And now 75. Oh, 75. And it, it, what's crazy is that 75 is like, I'm okay with 75 because I really thought it was going to be 100. Mm. I think everybody thought it was 75. All the Twitter polls that I participated in, the highest percentage number was 75. The winner of most polls was 75. But mm. listen, we know, TK. The public knows. We know people can make a great case and still be wrong. We mm. do it all the time. All the time. Most right? of the time. Most of the time, people are out there making a case that they don't even really believe in 100% because how could they? But we are here now and we have to deal with it, regardless of what we thought before, right? We have to deal with this. So how do we deal yeah. with another 75 basis point hike? Holy. I think that over the next five years, rates are coming back down. Yeah, I hope they come back down when it's time for me to renew. I got some time, but like he's going to have to start backtracking soon. I'll have another call with him later on, maybe yeah. next week. And rates, I'll have to rates set will, him straight. Rates will, be going, rates will be going back down. And I'd rather not be in a state where you are paying like mostly interest and not principal. Right. But everyone's got a different job and, and, and situation. Right. So sometimes that's better for people. Fixed rates, you know, are for most people. Right. They have a job. They make the same amount of money every week of their paycheck. Like, why would you want to mess with that? Well, right. Pe Fixed people rates really are sleep. Right. You like to people. sleep, yeah. don't you? Yeah. I like just knowing what it's going to be regardless. I mean, at the moment I'm winning, but when I'm losing, I'm sure it would go the other way. I'd just beat myself up for that. Oh, sorry yeah. about that, TK. What happened? My phone went off. Mm. Damn you, Daryl. Damn um, me. So, like, do we have another show like this Saturday? Because we have like a million shows this week. We have something Friday, we have something Saturday, we have today. I don't but, know what like when are the shows about. all gonna air. I don't know. We'll see what so happens. what are we doing? So I don't know. Okay. I, I I don't know. You were kind of supposed to say no to Friday, or maybe we should stop Saturday and just do today and Friday. I think so. Well, let's try to talk about it as much as we can today. Yeah, let's just Let's just go. Let's just and Friday see what happens. As well. But we got to talk about the uh, new special news right now. Yeah. Okay. It looks like I have a lot of editing to do on this one, which is wonderful because I'm barely editing anything these days. Holy. Okay. So, TK, we have big news today, and we're going to introduce yes. our next guest. But yes. Holy cow. I'm excited, TK. This could be big. This could be big. What is it? We have a new sponsor, TK. We have Whoa. a new sponsor. Well, He's going to join us right now, but our new sponsor, Urban Toronto. Whoa, how lucky could we get? Where did TK go? TK is so excited he's dancing right now. I jumped out of my chair. I jumped out of my chair. Look at us. find out about are, our new sponsor of the our show. Our new sponsor, I couldn't, Mr. I couldn't Edward. contain myself. Skira hey from Urban Toronto. Hey, look, can you hear at, me? Yes, look at this setup now. Absolutely. This is different Quite than last setup. time. Yeah. You asked for a mic and a headphone, but I, I this is the first time I've done it this way. This yeah. guy, this guy's serious now. Holy yep. cow. Ed, how Podcast are you? Studio. I'm all right. Uh this is my, mine is uh downtown North York. Downtown North York. Downtown is that North a York. Thing? What a what a <laughs> oxymoron. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 hold on. I'm a, 
I'm on the Willowdale BIA. That's part of my gig. So okay, okay. No putting downtown down, North down. York is a thing. And and as soon as the kids are out of the house, I'm moving back downtown, downtown. Moving back downtown. You got a long ways to go though. Your kids are young. Well, they're 16 and 14. So hopefully, uh, you know, 18, they're both out. My daughter's That's... talking about moving out. How old oh. is she? She's gonna. She's 19. She right. she's talking about moving out, and I'm like. All right, let's see how this works out for you. Where, <laughs> where are you working? Uh, My daughter just turned 16 in August, it's beginning of August, and she got a job at Metro, so she's a cashier. Awesome. Ah, that's that's how Good I started. Start. That's how I started my career. I worked at Sobeys. There you go. If you came to Sobeys, oh my God, it was like four, 435 an hour, and I got to wear green pants and a green apron. Like how much, <laughs> how much better could your teen years be? Uh, my my first job was at a place called Canada Malting. You guys heard of it? The grain elevators at the foot of Bathurst Street there by the lake. No way. And uh, all my buddies were working at Canada's Wonderland, making whatever minimum wages at the time. And uh, but they had girls and parties and stuff. And I had just a lot of old guys and a lot of grain desks. But I was making, let's say, minimum wage was three or whatever. I was making ten. So, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That speaker that you saw earlier in, in the background came from my, uh, you know, I spent two grand on a stereo system in 1982. Um, That's like a hundred thousand dollars system. Hey, you were the king of the parties. <laughs> um, I was too busy <laughs> sweeping grain dust, but whatever. You could get go home and be exhausted always, and pump that music. There's always something, right? Like it, life is such a fair trade, right? It's like if you do get paid more, it's there's a reason for it, you know. Right. If you're if you're if you got a good salary job today, or or you know you're running a business, it's because you're dealing with a ton of BS all day long, right? Like right. there is no, you know, world where you know you get paid more for doing much less and with less responsibility. It just appears that way from the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, for sure, I. My second job was across the street at Molson's. They used to have a Molson's factory down at Fleet Street. And uh, three My summers My aunt used there. to work there. There you go. And that was also like 10 whatever dollars an hour. And at the end of my third season, so I was in college, I was in university at the time, uh, they offered me a full-time gig. And I'd probably be retired now, but I'd probably have killed myself long before that because it was so mind-numbing. It was funny because I, I got to the point where I could I could I knew how much I was making by second. That's what I would do. I'd do mental gymnastics in my head because otherwise tedious, tedious, tedious. It paid well, but it was tedious. Tedious work. I used to work in a lumber yard. You want to talk about tedious? <laughs> oh, I used to stand on one side of a saw as they're pushing lumber through. And my job was to decide whether it was good enough to put into pile A or pile B. <laughs> But the thing is, is my family owned the lumber yard, right? Right. Not, and so basically everybody out there was like kind of gunning for me. So like right. if I would sit down for a second, these guys <laughs> would like signal the foreman somehow. And next thing you know, it's like, hey, Frankfurt, what are you doing? Get off your ass. <laughs> Literally, like the whole place was like rooting for me to get killed. <laughs> <laughs> like by a train car coming in or something or a forklift flying well, 
Yeah, you had to show better example being, you know, part of the ownership team. You were one of the bosses. No, no, no. This is I wish it was like my 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 immediate family. This is like cousins. So I was just like I had the I had the same last name. That was about it. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, it would have been nice if I uh, if I had that father, that would have been a very different life. That's for damn sure. Oh, no, no kidding. But anyways, what uh, we got a big announcement, big sponsorship from 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 your company, Urban Toronto and Urban Toronto Pro, your new software. It's all like super exciting stuff going on. What, what you want to tell us a little bit about your your new venture? All right. Well, those of you who know Urban Toronto, we track development across the GTA. Been doing so for twenty years, and fairly early on, we built a database so we track every project. Um, that's being proposed, that's being built, and that is, you know, being completed uh, right now. So uh, we we do have a massive database. There's almost uh, 2,500 projects in our database currently, uh, and there's about 5,700 companies in our database. So what we've built is a service called Urban Toronto Pro, which allows subscribers the ability to access all those projects in one spot able to do analysis, use tools to map out geography, uh, pull data in all sorts of different ways using spreadsheets. So it's an easy, easy way to track development. One of the cool things about it is that every new proposal that hits, because we track the city of Toronto, we track Mississauga and so forth, uh, every new proposal, as soon as we find out about it, which is basically a couple hours after being posted, uh, we're on it and we create a database. So anybody who is interested in knowing what's coming um, are, you know, instead of having to spend hours and days trying to figure it out yourself, you can just come to our site and pull the data. So that's what Urban Toronto Pro is. The newest uh, offering, which is one that I'm sure would also be of interest to your people, is uh, Instant Reports, which is uh, the ability to actually customize individualized reports from UT Pro. UT Pro, you know, is everything. Uh, Instant Reports allows you to pick a ward or an MLS zone or uh, a specific address. You can put down one Bloor Street and you get everything that's happening within an 800 meter radius. So those are those are much cheaper than Pro and but give you all the same data and uh, but much more in a, in a targeted manner. So that's what we've launched. And uh uh, those are live now, and uh, we're out there talking them and uh, working them. And and uptake on on Pro, which launched last year, uh, is doing it's doing really well. We're over fifty subscribers for that, and uh, Instant Reports is brand new. Uh, so th- that hasn't even been promoted yet. This is really the first time we've promoted it, and we're going to be doing a big marketing campaign starting in the next week or two to let people know. Awesome. Well, we're happy that you're sharing that uh, with our listeners for the first time. What? Um, who's the ideal uh, purchaser, the person who's going to be coming to you for these reports? Who are you guys targeting? So for UT Pro, um, it's, you know, a lot of developers, a lot of architects, a lot of suppliers, people who are looking for leads. They want to know about the new projects so they can bid on them. Um, we have also a number of tra- non-traditional UT type clients. Uh, we have one of the retail chains, one of the grocery store chains, one of the fast food chains that signed up. Um, and that what they're looking for is they want to know where the development's happening and UT Pro will show them so they can then sort of figure out where they want to put new locations or move old locations or 
do whatever with their location. So that's a that's wow. a very strong element for UT Pro is, you know, you can do a, a targeted look at a certain area of Mississauga and see that there are 10,000 units proposed or 20,000, whatever the number is. And then you can easily then see, okay, that should be about X number of people moving in in the next five years when it's built out. Let's start planning for location there. For the instant reports, it's brand new. So what, who are we targeting? Well, everybody, but I think uh, it'll be good for agents uh, because you know they wanna know what's happening at a certain location. Um, that will give them a good idea. There certainly will be developers. Anybody who, who owns a piece of land or is looking to buy a piece of land, they can do a quick, quick study of what's happening in the area and be able to then sort of do analysis and say, well, there's seven projects within the area. They're all, you know, looking at a certain GFA. They're all looking at 30 floors or whatever it is. Um, and so then you can sort of look at what you can do maybe with your property. So uh, that's the kind of people I'm looking at. Uh, we, we have sold one report and it was to one of the BIAs. So they want to know what's happening within their area so that they can plan accordingly for what the BIAs do. So um, I would also think, you know, counselors, uh, community, you know, local community groups, that kind of stuff would also certainly be interested in this. So we'll see. But uh, we're I think expecting the, the NIMBYs. Edward, the, uh, the NIMBYs uh, are going to love this. They are going to be like, I want to know everything that's happening around my house in the next 10 years. And they can use that information to picket and 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 protest. So I, I, I'm suspecting then that that house in Malibu I've wanted forever is going to happen because there are certainly a lot of NIMBYs. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's the, it's a good target what, market, actually. Right. There should be a NIMBY discount, right? It's just like you guys all flood in this in this direction to get all the information you need. Right. Yeah. No kidding. I love it. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, I've been using Edward's site for years to do the research when I'm looking to buy or sell a property. Like I've been using his information for years. And so recently, you know, he's, he's turned it into a software, which is absolutely brilliant because it did so much of the, like his site had so much of the research that I needed to do. It was crazy. And I used it for other businesses too, where he's got a list of, you know, all the different developers that are on there and different architects. And like, there's a lot of different ways to use his, his data. It's amazing. But like, if you're assembling land or you're selling land in a particular area to a developer, if the, the phone call I just had before this was with a, a realtor and he was trying to, you know, sell me a property. And what he gave me was like some number out of nowhere, uh, an address and like an email from somebody. And people don't realize, like, I don't know how much your, your new, uh, 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 your new, uh, not the pro what's reports. The, yeah, the instant reports, like if yeah. somebody would just buy one of these instant reports and attach it into a package, like with a spreadsheet or a looks picture, like a genius, it's, yeah. it's a million times better and it's got so much data, right? So, so, so I think for sure, like people that do assemblies, people that are developing realtors that just want to look planners, like, appraisers. Yeah. 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 But, but it gives you so much rich data for your potential client or buyer or partners that it's like, it's it's ridiculous not to spend this money, right? And especially in an, okay, so let's talk about environment now. Like, okay, so we just had a rate of 75 points after a, a million other rates, right? And now, so 
the, the land market is already, we just saw a report that the land prices are down in the last quarter. Land sales are down because everybody's kind of sitting around wondering what to do. Now's the time to, to like have more data than ever to make the right decision, right? So tools like this and, and, and other tools, just software in general right now is becoming more and more important, wouldn't you say? Oh, completely. And I mean, there's a ton of information out there. And what we try to do with our service is package it all in one spot, makes it easy. So if you are a broker, uh, you know, you're trying to sell, you're not really, you know, the information part is extra work. So what we do is we make it easier for you. And like the instant reports come with a map, they come with the synopsis of what's happening within that area. And then it comes with a CSV file that you can download and then go to town with in terms of the information that you want. And every project that's within that area that you selected is in that spreadsheet. And there's, I think about 30 fields that we track, 30, 40, something like that. I don't know the, have the exact number, but it's all there. So it'll tell you who the developer is, how tall, you know, how many units, uh, and we track all asset classes, by the way. So it's not just residential; it's uh, it's office, it's res it's retail, uh, industrial, and so forth. So, um, what about low rise, like low rise stuff? Uh, townhouses and up, uh, subdivisions, yes. Uh, we don't do infill housing, that kind of stuff. Or, you know, I mean, if you go to the city of Toronto website, you'll find, you know, somebody's adding a porch or whatever. Uh, we don't, we don't track that and we don't track monster home, uh, tear down situations, but everything else we do. Town, townhouses and subdivisions. Okay. Now, what have you noticed then based on the market changes? Daryl was just talking about how, you know, I think it was Q2 that they noticed land sales had slipped prices. Is there a reduction in the amount of applications? Like, what are you guys seeing on your side that most people wouldn't see at this point? You know, we've, uh, applications have been still fairly strong, but I think inclusionary zoning is coming very soon. So they're trying to get their applications in, uh, in advance of that. I, 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 we have seen cancellations or postponements of developments, uh, ones that have even started, you know, they tore down the, whatever was there and they were ready to start and then they put it on hold. So there is definitely some fear out there. Um, and, uh, you know, we are seeing properties that, uh, look like they were going for something and now they're for sale, you know? So, uh, I think the big developers are probably okay. Um, but you know, first timers or, or, you know, smaller ones that maybe overextended themselves, they're going to have to worry a little bit because yes, interest rates are going to, uh, are, are causing trouble and they're going to continue to cause trouble. I, I said this last time we were here, but there's a lot of people, certainly on the condo side that bought units. Uh, you know, I was talking to people, parents on my hockey team, you know, there's that old saying that if, if the cabbie is giving you stock tips, you know, that the market's too high. And I felt that way where I had all these people that, you know, oh, we're going to buy a condo. We're going to buy a condo. And, you know, they use their home equity loans and those are flexible, you know, the rates the, the move. And so if you budgeted for X and all of a sudden it's X plus whatever, um, you may not have the ability. So you're going to bail. It's just going to kick the stuffing out of the rest. You know, other people are going to start to bail. So um, it's going to be, I think it's going to be interesting times. If you have money, I would wait a little bit until we see what happens with this pricing increase and, you know, six months, a year, maybe even two, sit there waiting and then uh, jump in when it really does get a little worse. The fundamentals underneath are great. I mean, population is growing. I mean, massive demand, um, you know, we're clearly under housed and we'll see what the province does in terms of, you know, yellow belt and stuff like that. 
maybe that'll open up some more inventory if they decide to sort of work on those zoning issues that are holding back things. So, um, but yeah, speaking about zoning, speaking about yep. zoning, what about um, Mayor John Tory talking about that use it or lose it for people who have already had the, uh, you know, official plan amendments and, and zoning changes? What, uh, what do you think about that? Or what do you guys think? Is that like a campaign promise? Or is that something that I think anybody uh, sitting on an old like that old uh, a, a, a permit or approval, like it's probably so out to date anyways, and you could get so much more for it now that I would imagine you wouldn't even care that you're probably thinking about redoing your application anyways. Like how old how old does it have to if, if you've held a site for five, seven years now, likely chance of getting more density now than then is probably a hundred percent yeah totally no I, I i don't see why first of all there's not that many applications like that so it's not really going to make much of a difference no. and really forcing someone to have to build something because they applied for it four years ago i mean like what <laughs> what if they don't have the money right now what if they don't i mean it makes no sense in that sense um you know they're sitting on a massive city with a lot of land that they're not touching, uh, but they're going to go after certain things like this. Uh, you know, that's a that's a good talking point, maybe, but uh, it's not going to solve the problem. I wanted to ask you, actually, while we were talking about your say quickly, because not only do you track this stuff, but you I mean, you you you're a, a you, you do advertising for new condominiums and for developers. Ha has the advertising picked up? lately or has it slowed down so the advertising's been relatively flat um it's actually you know the interesting thing about the boom we had the last number of years is they were selling so quickly they weren't really even advertising as much as they had done five ten years ago because everything was flying out the door some of them didn't even open sales centers they didn't have to so um i'm expecting ad sales to start going back up because there's going to be more desperation and, and more need to, to get the word out because it's not going to be as easy to sell as it was. Uh, but I haven't seen it yet. So, but, you know, it's only been a few months that the industry has been kind of, uh, you know, pulling back. So we'll see what I've happens. seen it. I've seen it on my side. I guess I'd be the, I'd be like a consumer perspective. I've seen more ads for uh, pre-construction condos than before, right? More incentive, I, I... more ads, more, more exposure. I've seen less projects coming at me, but from way more people, right? So I see, I get stuff from people I've never even heard of. I have no idea where they got my name from, but they're selling, sending me the same condo as the 18 other guys that are sending it to me right now. But there's right. not too many projects, are there? Um, Not like there was, let's say a year ago. No, yeah. no, there isn't. But I feel like, and I feel like they're all in like Hamilton or I, I don't know where the hell these like they're in, they're in far outskirts, like uh, uh, Niagara Falls and Hamilton a lot. No, though, no, those areas are definitely booming. And Hamilton, you know, uh, my joke years ago was I'd buy it wasn't even a joke, it was true. I would have bought <laughs> all of downtown Hamilton because it was a it was a, it had great bones, but it was run down and 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 uh. And, you know, I didn't have any money to do so. But, um, you know, we're, with UT Pro, we started off with just the GTA proper, Burlington to Oshawa to Newmarket. Um, but we have expanded. And, and by the end of the year, we're going to be tracking Niagara Falls to Kitchener, Waterloo, 
to Barry, and we already have projects in there, but they're not fully complete. But they're we're coming, you know, we're we're working on them. So uh, by end of year, we're going to be Greater Toronto Hamilton area, and uh, because it, I mean it's one city, you know, it's it's you know Hamilton is just spillover from Toronto or spillover, we, we, I guess, from Mississauga that's spillover from Toronto, but it's it's all one place. And we've joked uh, about that before. Soon GTA, Manitoba is going to be where part the of definition the GTA. of the GTA is, right? Because. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 debatable. It has to expand for tax collection purposes, doesn't it? Right. I mean, as people Toronto proper is Toronto proper away. for tax purposes, land transfer tax, property tax, all these different things. But you know, obviously, Peel Region and uh, Peel Durham and um, York are all part of the GTA. But you know, are, does that extend? Right? Are we are we starting to go beyond those areas now? And uh, it, it's amazing what how you said that you guys are doing the UT Pro um, from you know that whole GTA area because it's really hard to track projects in municipalities that don't have an open portal like Toronto. Yes, those are very difficult even for us. But um, we have a couple of things going. We have a forum, so we have a lot of forum members, and we have people in those areas that are updating things for us. And then it's, it's a lot of it is calling the municipalities and trying to get the information from them. So uh, yeah, it would be great if every city in the GTA had the same sort of, I mean, the city of Toronto website is amazing for the most part. I know people complain about it, but it's all there and it's, it's, uh, you know, it as was opposed way, to some other places. it was way better before, like thank <laughs> God, it was way better before now that I don't know what the hell they did to it, but they made it way harder to do what I used to do on it. But the right. good news is, is you made it way easier. Like you literally took out an entire, I don't know, 40% of my work instantly by just pulling out all the data from there. Right. Because I used to do it myself manually. Like I would have a crazy spreadsheet that would do what you do. I would track every development as it came up and I'd put in all my stats. And it was like, it's a lot of work. And it was just for me. What a dummy I was. But it's crazy how much I used your information. And then all the other information I used, you sucked into this new idea. It's like, right. it's amazing. It makes yeah, sense. no, no, thank you. It's uh, th but that's exactly what we're doing. And initially, we built it for ourselves, uh, for internal purposes. And at some point, we had people like yourself asking, "How do I get uh, the information?" So that's what Pro is. Is uh, we built it at that point uh, to to allow others to use it. And it, I mean, the data is, you know, there's no proprietary data. I mean, the building's fifty stories or it's forty or whatever it is. That's that's well known. But it's all in one spot and just makes it so much easier to just dive in, go in for two minutes, grab what you need, as opposed to spending all day on the portal. Yes, absolutely. So that's what to, we did. I used to make, I used to blow up these gigantic property data maps. Do you know the property data yeah. maps? I used to buy yeah. them from the city. I'd blow them up at Staples, like poster size, and then I'd have to cut them all, make all the streets line up. And then I'd go on your site and I would mark everything that had an application in it in a certain right. color. And I'd have to like walk around and check off everything I thought would never be developed and then mark everything that had potential. And now it's like I could click on a couple of buttons and I get it all on one map and I can highlight the stuff and I don't have to. Can you imagine how long that that, that <laughs> used to take me to figure? I mean, it was what it was you never worth finished. It. You never, you never finish. You just no, get because more information by the time you even get done the first stuff. By the time you're done, it's almost old. And so I, <laughs> I started trying to work on my own system that I could update like 
live and keep updating and keep updating. And it was impossible. The technology just like wasn't there. I wasn't able to do it. And it's like, it's all right there now. So you can, if you buy a property on Bloor Street, for example, and now you can take a look at like, okay, there's an application here. They're going for 10 stores. There's one over here. They're going for seven. Where do, where do I fit into this? Right. Or there's one for 10. There's one for six. There's one for seven. It, it just gives you so much perspective on the area. Right. And then it tells you what kind of GFA they got. Now, what would be amazing, which I don't think anybody does. Maybe you have it. I don't think you do. Where, where do we go to find out approved sites? Once they've been approved, we need to know what the hell's been approved and where can we find that? Is there a place? If right. there is, can you get that info, please? Right. So that's something that uh, has come up and uh, we're looking at it. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, we do have, we do track approved, you know, city of Toronto approved projects. So they, they applied and the city went through the, the, the whole process um, that, that we do, we do have that. Um, so, but do you um, have like the approved drawings and GFA? Cause once it's approved, it comes down off their system and seems to disappear into the ether. Right. But our data doesn't disappear. It stays forever. So yes, it's still there. But you and have the fact, actual approved set. Like you, this is what they've got on this site. We know this for a fact. Yes. That's Ooh. so we, no, no, that's the, so what happens is there's an application uh, launched today. You know, just hit the city portal today. We go in, we pull all the data, that whatever's there. And usually the first application doesn't have a lot, but it's got some. And we create a we create a database for that project. And then over time, as it goes through the system, let's say it is 50 and then it goes to 40 floors or whatever, we will update that. And at the moment that it's approved, it's basically, you know, set in stone. That data stays there. And that data, we don't remove projects ever. So once it's completed, it'll say completed, uh, you know, the project's done, but the data will still remain there. And in fact, we have access to even earlier data that we haven't done anything with yet, but we will be doing uh, something with it fairly shortly. So uh, going back many, many years, long before Urban Toronto, well, yeah, around maybe even before Urban Toronto started. So um, we'll, we'll stay tuned for that. I'm not going to talk too much about it, but yes, there is a lot of data there. And yes, you're right. City takes it down. We don't. Awesome. Okay. So, so, so basically the last thing that got entered into the system is what we're assuming is approved. Right. Got it. Okay. So that's pretty cool. And then the usually, forum, usually there's the decision too, right? When you read the decision and it'll not show on there. No, not on their website. No, normally they don't show the decision. I I've seen the decision before, whether that's the final decision or not, but you know, you usually will see some on sort the of... city website. Yeah, part in part in part of the supporting docs, you'll you'll see some sort of decision at some point. Hmm. Yeah, I've seen it before. I'm not saying it's there every time, or or maybe it was an old decision that was appealed, and that's why it made it there. But um, e either oh, way, maybe. just one one more. Um, and, and you would know more than me, Daryl. But I'm just pointing out that the uh, the consumer. So like mom and pop investors. So I'm gonna, you know, a lot of the listeners are buying rental properties in different places. They're buying condos. They own condos. They are looking to, you know, buy maybe their single family principal residence. 
And if they want to just be able to go and get an instant report, because the pro is probably not for them, but if they want to go and just get an instant report, they can look at what's going to happen in that neighborhood. So if they want to know like how much densification is coming, they're about to buy into a project, you know, that pre-construction overpriced unit, but they want to know how many other buildings are going to be coming up in this area. And am I going to be just part of 20,000 units over the next 10 years? And, and, you know, no longer have that same sort of cachet of, of being that new pre prestigious building. Um, I think this would be a really helpful tool for them too. Probably more on the professional side, but I think the consumers who are savvy, and I think the listeners of our show and other, you know, channels and podcasts, they're the savvy types, um, you know, investing into those instant reports, I think is now a good option for them. Right. So the instant reports are $299 per report or $399 for the ward report. Um, it's not a lot of money if you're paying 800,000, a million, whatever it is for a new condo. Yeah, it's it's a very small amount. And, and we're, we're, we're thinking that that is going to be a big part of what we do. Years ago, there was a there was a strip mall near my house and they were building townhouses. But there was this chunk right on Young Street that hadn't been announced yet. But I already knew what was going there. And I went into the sales center and I asked them, so what's going on over there? And they're like, oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. And, you know after the townhouses were built, you know, three, four, 40 story buildings got built right next door. So, you know, it might've been good if you wanted sort of low rise kind of living to know that you would be sitting next to 40 story buildings in a few years. Um, but, you know, the salespeople either didn't know or didn't want to tell you what was going on there. Um, but this, this tool will, because it's in there. And if somebody's applied for 40 stories next to this property, you're going to buy, um, uh, now you're going to know for sure. I'll stick up for the salespeople. It's most likely they didn't know. Oh, I agree. <laughs> yeah, right. It's most likely they had, they're just there to sell the units. And unless there's a billboard on the lawn, they're not going and researching applications in the city. The average salesperson. No, no, for sure. No, I, I agree with you. Most of the salespeople are, they're, they're not really that, they don't care that much really what else is going on. Maybe, you know, certainly the people who own the property or the developers, they knew, but they're not, why, why promote the fact that that's happening next door? Yeah. I think the conversation probably went something more like this. You don't need to know. <laughs> they don't need to know. The answer is nothing. <laughs> nothing is going there. Yeah. Right. Because no, nothing's there's no, come on, even the people selling it are sitting there looking at an empty lot, wondering what the hell's going on too, <laughs> right? And then the, the the question must come up a couple times where somebody is going to go, hey, uh, boss, uh, what's going on over there? What are we, what's going on? We told you nothing. That's a, that's a major, that's a major screw up for somebody, right? And, and how many times do people say, you know, oh. When I bought this thing, there wasn't supposed to be a building in, in my view, right? Downtown. There wasn't supposed to be a building beside me. Like, the agents really didn't know? Like, nobody? It's on your website, Ed. Right. <laughs> it's no, like no, you don't no. even have to do anything. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. But, but on the resale side, the resale side too, right? So that's the new homes. The resale side, again, average agent doesn't know all the applications out there. He just sees, there's an interesting project at Young and Shepherd, the Bogart buildings, right? Yep. That's kind of been off and on. I'm not really sure what's going on with it there. But, you know, you got these like four, six story 
um, you know, old apartment buildings that are there, right? And somebody buying in that neighborhood might not realize that eventually there could be 40 stories looking into your backyard, right? Just because they don't have that market knowledge. So right. buying in those areas, especially like the central high density neighborhoods of Toronto, spending three or 400 bucks on a report to find out what's going to be built can, can probably be pretty helpful. Absolutely. That's what we're counting on. So we will see. But uh, yeah, I suspect that there will be certainly a lot of people like that buying these. Good. So, I mean, the interest rate environment that we're in right now is affecting everybody. This big announcement today, you know, what what are what are people saying? Like, what are what are people right now thinking is going to happen based on, you know, those that's 75 basis points? I mean, is this going to is this going to be it? Are we going to no longer need to raise rates anymore? Are we at that terminal rate where we're going to just, you know, crush inflation and the job market's going to be saved and we've got this soft landing? Or like what I was seeing on Twitter yesterday was the Fed's rate, uh, the terminal rate uh, was always higher than the core inflation rate before it stopped, which means that we're still several percent away from being able to control inflation, right? Like where does where does it go from here? Yeah, I, I'm not an economist, so that, you know, is outside of my bailiwick, but um, I don't know. But I think the the, the, the the big increases that we've seen, including today, uh, are, are definitely going to impact. And uh, I mean, I think the government, certainly the, the, you know, or the Bank of Canada has to worry that if they go too big, um, it's going to crush things and they certainly don't want to crush things. So um I, you know, I mean, gas prices have come down, certain things have come down, real estate has come down. So that might hit the underlying in inflation and maybe start, you know, making it more bearable. Um, I know I know products are still in short supply. You know, the pandemic did a did a number on that stuff. So there's all sorts of price increases because of just lack of goods. Um, but that should at some point get back to normal, I would think so. Um, I can't say if they're going to raise them again, but I would suspect they're going to get inflation down fairly soon. I mean, technically it is starting to come down, at least based on the data that they give us. Yep. Right. But yep. like, uh, okay. To TK, to, to the, to the buyer, the residential buyer, did it make a difference if it went up 75 or a hundred? No. No, I don't think so either. But what it did do is it did definitely tell the market that we are not going to try and kill you, but we have to keep up with the Fed in the States and we still have to squash this thing. We can't look like idiots and do 50 because we'll look like weak, right? We're going to look too weak. If we do a point, we're going to look too hard or too harsh. 75 was their only option to not crush everything because i'm i i think 100 basis points would have sent a nasty message to the market and every not the end users cuz that 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 25 basis points doesn't change things much but the the land purchasers the apartment building purchasers like business highly owners leveraged highly leveraged yeah. investors yeah. like this is so so but then the next question is wasn't this already can like we all knew this was coming even last month. So like, mm -hmm. what what is the effect of already knowing and everybody already planning for seventy five a hundred basis points? Like what what what's the fallout from this really? Like we we have this term baked in. Like wasn't this baked in already? 
It's possible. What what I, I what I'm highlighting right now is because of the health crisis that we were in, the media has been able to really like spin this narrative or like you know promote this idea or really make sure that everybody in the planet knows something and that 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 fear or that you know joy or that you know the risk or whatever that they're trying to prove is is being put out there in front of everybody very quickly. And I think that the rate hikes. I don't remember ever seeing a rate hike publicized so well over the last six months ever before in my career, like, you know, years, like rate hikes. It was like, it would happen. It would happen like in the background. You might knew, you might know about if you're in the industry, but the average person would have no idea. And right now, every single person knows that the rates were going up. What all the economists think, they could tell you, they say, well, 14 out of 20 economists thinks it's going to go up 75 basis points. Like everybody knew that information in a time where, you know, well, is it that, really that important to be telling everybody about these interest rate hikes? So that's well, what we think, are, right? Well, they are big hikes and they've been, and, and they've been how many of them this year. So, you know, in, in my time with urban Toronto, certainly interest rates went nowhere. They went down, you know, for 20 years, they were just sitting there, um, not really doing anything, but, you know, to go up two, three points in six months, that's a, that's pretty huge. So, um, especially again, if you budgeted for a certain amount in payments, and all of a sudden you can't make that anymore. So it it, it is you know, and inflation is higher than it's been since what 1982 or something. So um, people are seeing these numbers. They're, that's why they're talking about them. If 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 uh, four years ago they they bumped them up a quarter, like whatever. I mean, they didn't happen every couple of months like they are now. Mm -hmm. Good point. Oh, look yeah. what happened last time when they raised them. They had to drop them right away. Right. 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 Let's 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 just see because the the media train right now I think is is dictating the market. And as we saw the market change, I think the land developers, I think the big players, they they are influenced too. They're human. I know they might be a little bit less emotional than most, but they they are influenced by that as well too. They're hearing about these major changes. And I think that's why we're seeing more canceled projects. We're seeing, you know, uh, delayed delayed applications or, you know, people who aren't re ready to move forward. Um, I, I think sales are, are are not doing as well. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys don't track sales. We right? don't, but and it, it, but we can see that, you know, people are canceling and, and, and postponing. So that tells you that sales aren't doing well. Um, you know, I have a neighbor who's still trying to put their house on the market uh, like two, three months ago, and they're not getting anybody coming through. And they bumped, they've dropped the price already once or twice, and they're barely getting anybody coming through. People are 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 worried because another three quarters. What what happens in two months? So there are, a lot of people are just sitting and waiting. You know, unless they desperately need a place to live, they're they're going to take their time, and that's knocking the prices down a bit. So is this why we saw this run up in the last month, TK? Because everybody saw this big hike coming down the pipe? I don't think so. I were think people, people just, rushing to get the in? The only people who are buying right now are people who need a need a property. Investors are still out. There's really not. A, I'm I'm watching a lot of uh, investment properties, multifamily stuff like that. They're all sitting. Not a lot of them are moving. There, some of the markets I've been looking at, it's been months since a and since a like a small multifamily building has been sold in those areas. Um, the people right now are buying because they're not, I heard, I heard a good expression uh, this morning on social media. It was marry the house, date the rate. <laughs> 
Right, that was new, right? So people are finding the house that they want to be in forever and they're saying, Hey, I'm not happy with this rate right now, but it's only I'm only dating and down the road I'll be able to get a new rate, a better rate, a cuter. Oh rate. my god, where'd you hear that on TikTok? Who came up with it this? Was, it was a social shit media now. post what or something. Hell yeah. is that crap? A, a real estate agent clearly Yeah, clearly. <laughs> wow, marketing department, right? Hired. It's yeah, a good but, spin. I'm sure people will will fall for that. That's but this is what this is who's out there moving in, in the last month. There was people who are like looking to live in their forever home, and they're saying it's not what I want, but it's you know I got to live somewhere. Well, this people is what's impatient. happening. People they're have patience. Sure. Well, if you want to buy and you're dead set on buying, and that, most people that are dead set on buying like absolutely hate the idea of renting. So, if if you're if you're like in that mindset and I guess you've already readjusted your expectations at this point because like, I mean, how, if you're looking at a house four months ago for one, two, I mean, you're not looking at a house for one, two anymore, are you? Right. So now you've had to readjust. So now mm -hmm. instead of a townhouse in North York, you're in a townhouse in Pickering, right? Maybe if Maybe. you're lucky, if you're yeah. lucky Pickering. Maybe you're going out to like Kingston now or to Peterborough. Yeah. For that rent. For for the right. same amount of money that you would have paid four, six months ago for a townhouse here per month for your monthly payment. But yeah, great. The house is down four hundred thousand dollars. You got what you wanted. You you waited right. so long, you finally got your prices down, and now what? You can't afford anything, sucker, because what happened? This is crazy. 300 basis points in what? Seven months. But, you know, you did, Six say, months. Some, you did say something interesting there is that 400,000 less. So, you know, if your principal is that much less, you can afford the higher payment. So, um, you know, it, it, they'll balance each other. In fact, you're probably ahead, um, and, you know, without doing any of the math. But um, so... If I were if I were looking to buy a house for it, I would wait because there are going to be people that have to bounce out because they can't afford to carry what they're carrying. And if 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 that one point five million dollar house six months ago is now one point two, well, that's great, you know, for you. So maybe it'll go to one, and then you're you're even better off. So um, I would wait a little bit unless you desperately need a place to live, um, and then figure it out. But Prices are definitely coming down, but they're not going to, you know, I mean, part of, part of the issue here is three, four years ago, you know, what was it? At one point when we were tracking, it was $500 a square foot, then it's $800, then it's 1100 for for new builds. I, I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, it, you know, where's it going to go? 5000 per square foot in Toronto? It's not going to happen. So at some point it has to come back down. And that's where some of these investors get burned because they just kept thinking, you know, and I don't know how many of them are making money from the rent that they're charging. It, it's all coming from the appreciation. So if the appreciation goes the other way, now you're not getting the rent. You can't cover your, your monthly payments and you're not actually making a profit on the appreciation. That's when you start bailing and that kills everybody. So, uh, you know, I would certainly wait. My, my big concern is closing. Like you, you mentioned it earlier on is people use the home equity line of credit to use for the 20% down to even get these pre-construction condos. They're right. not appraising at the price you paid at, at the rate we're at right now with the market. 
Right. But when you go to close and the bank says, where's the extra two or $300,000 down payment that we require to cover the shortfall in appraisal, how do these buyers even close? And how many developers are going to be doing second mortgages to get these buyers financing? Right. Absolutely. Right. A lot of them. A lot of them. It's yeah. not in the, listen, in a different market, it's in the developer's best interest for people to bail and for them to get the property to resell it at a higher price. But in this environment, it's in everybody's best interest to get these things closed somehow. But I mean, depending on the value, maybe it's not in your best interest to close. Maybe it's in your best interest to tell the developer, you know what, like you're going to have to sue me. Uh, yeah. sorry, like, I don't know what else to do right now. Right. How, how many units have been sold in the last two years? Like what's a rough estimate? Um, 10,000, 20,000, like what? It's gotta be way more than 20,000. Just in the last two years, what have been sold with worksheets, you know? Um, certainly I, I without really, I don't have a specific number, but yeah, they're definitely in the 20, probably thousand range i mean if you're talking about just it's toronto or, or gta yeah the gta you know the hamiltons the the kitcheners where all these little building projects bury you know so 20 or thirty thousand buyers right now the price that they paid their their property is not worth what they paid yeah, yeah there's, there's a but that's a well it's a, it's, number. It's, it's a big number but is it a big enough number and will it all happen at the same time to put pressure down on pricing, right? Yeah. And and then like, okay, th this is all pressure down on pricing, but at some point there will be pressure back up on pricing, won't there? Like once, like the 400, I, I read something somewhere that said immigration is on pace for even more than the 430,000 people yeah. this year. Yeah. So, so. Now, uh, yeah, Toronto's what? 125,000, 150,000 new immigrants a year in the GTA. I mean, they got to live somewhere. So yes, there will be pressure at some point point but and we're talking short term here long term you know toronto will be you know nine ten million people by by uh 2040 or something like that so mm -hmm. uh you know and we're at six seven right now you're at, looking at a couple million people coming in the next 20 years so of course there's definitely going to be you know uh, the growth is still coming so pricing will will, will you know you're not going to buy a you know a house for a two hundred thousand dollars anymore but at least not in this area. So I wonder if a play for a developer then would be to intentionally stall the project a little bit longer because they're going to look and say, look, if we finish this thing at the end of 2024 as scheduled, how are all these people going to close, right? They might say, well, it's better it's a, take a small loss and aim for 2026 and be in a better position for everyone to close. Um, Somebody's well, thinking that. Maybe they're trying to figure out the best scenario, but like prices are going down and their interest is going up and the mm -hmm. amount of time that they're paying for more interest, like that's a tough thing to figure out. I yeah. think generally the best thing to do is to get the fuck out as quick as possible mm -hmm. and go, go, go. But maybe there's like a sweet spot somewhere there, but that's a tough thing to figure out as things are kind of coming apart. Mm -hmm. It's a big, big, big risky 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 they, could, they need a they need a tool to be able to see where all the development is going on <laughs> in that area so that they can understand the market and make sure they make the right decisions there you go hey yeah. that's a good idea somebody should make, make one somebody yeah. should do something like that <laughs> so so the last thing i want to touch on before we uh we we finish the episode because we're getting to the end here um 
the 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 forum is kind of a fun place to hang out if uh if you what like can we get inside kind of like boots on the ground up to date info in the forum ever or is it just like people telling you how much they hate developers and how you know they bastards are blocking my view next door now what do we find in there like i've been in there a few times and it's been a kind of a mixed bag when i'm in there well, it's all of those for sure. So are there people who com complain about the building next door? Yeah, um, they don't stay long because they realize that they're not in a, an environment. I mean, Urban Toronto is a very pro-growth site. And so if you're one of the NIMBYs that's uh, complaining that, oh, oh they're going to be building something next door, well, you don't get any sympathy really on our site. So, um, but yes, is there, is there, you know, like... Uh, inside information yes is there we have we have construction workers who work on certain sites who will give us pictures of stuff on the inside where we can't get to um we have uh all sorts of developers on the site um who are you know peppering stuff um they're all anonymous but you can tell you can easily tell if you spend enough time who has inside knowledge who who's educated about this and who's just saying oh i like the pretty pictures um so it, it, you know, we have three hundred thousand unique visitors a month. We have about 40, 50, 40, about forty thousand registered members to the forum. Now they don't all post, but there's enough of them there. Um, you know, and it's 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 gotten to the point where there's it's a it's a lot of work for me to keep up. You know, and I I generally have to spend like one day on a weekend once a month just catching up on the posts because there's just so much information flowing through. So it's definitely there and it's a great place to ask you know real questions about what's happening because you will get good information for the most part and you know we have four members that are scouring the city too that's how you know and i mentioned you know certain cities where they don't really have good sites we're getting information from people on the ground there that are giving us you know i had i had someone years ago who was working for one of the counselors was feeding us all sorts of pictures until the counselor's office found out that this was stuff that wasn't shouldn't have been on there so you know we had to pull them down at some point but we had all this information flowing in um from this person so it was kind of funny amazing well listen we're very excited for the new partnership with you and the urban toronto family and suite of products we thank you so much we really appreciate it uh, there'll be some links below for anybody to take a look at. Uh, Mr. TK, any final thoughts, sir? Uh, Ed, we really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I know the big announcements there. You don't seem affected. You seem you've got nerves of steel. You are just sort <laughs> of, uh, you know, what me worry, right? No big deal. Whatever happens, happens. And, uh, you know, that's I think that's the attitude to have right now in this market. Yeah, I mean, you know, with the with Pro and, and, and the reports, it was a two-year process to build it all, and there was a lot of stress along the way. I, I feel, uh, you know, relieved that it's done, and now let's see how it does. But, um, you know, that's my big job now, is just making sure that people know about it and and and, and order them, hopefully, at, at some point. So, yeah, it's good. It's all good. I think it's all hidden gems, and I think... Uh, when people really realize what 
kind of data they can get on there. I, people must have just been on there to like see articles and like for forum and, you know, get like your newsletter, but mm -hmm. you can make a lot of money off of this, a lot of money off of this data and all Pardon? kinds of people. Like I have a friend who, who he actually, he was on the video I made yesterday, Vitaly, he owns a window company. And I know for a fact that he uses uh, he used to use the the city of Toronto website to find leads. And we were literally just talking a couple of days ago that he needs to buy UT Pro so that he can just have it automated and just have a list of clients just constantly pouring at him in order of when they're going to need stuff. Right. It's, it's I mean, unbelievable. I mean, part of part of our thing is because we started as a forum, there's still a lot of people who think we're just a forum and right. don't realize. And that's part of our what our marketing has to do now is tell people and you know as a as a company uh you know we have transitioned from more of a marketing media company to actual data services company and pro is certainly leading the way on that so it's exciting times and uh and you know we're we're taking what was a little hobby 20 years ago and turned it into something pretty cool so uh, we're very excited about that. Thank you for having me on here anytime. I'll, I'll come back whenever you need something and uh, we'll go from there. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your time and everybody have a good day.